morning. This is Sister Peter coming to you from the ill, the Edwin Elder Library. In this podcast, we are Marvelous Mercy, the Shocking Truth about the Mercy of God, book by Robert E. Henson, page 181. So this is the very last podcast of this book. The last podcast this year. The Lord gives more than we request. God's response to sinners. In Luke 23, It records Christ's crucifixion. The account includes the dialogue between Jesus and a repentant thief who was being executed simultaneously on a nearby cross. The humbled and praying thief asked the sincere request of Jesus in verse 42, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. It was a concise but nonetheless revelatory plea. Careful analysis of the dialogue reveals that Jesus did not give the thief that for which he asked. He gave him more, much more. If Jesus had precisely answered the prayer of this repentant thief, it would have been 2,000 years or more before this questing man received his desired fulfillment. However, Jesus gave the converted thief way more than that for which he asked in effect. Jesus responded, I am not going to wait 2,000 years to include you. Today you will be with me in paradise. In retrospect, the humbled and dying man requested only to be remembered by Christ at some future time. Instead, Jesus welcomed him that very day into paradise. That repentant soul went to eternity knowing that the Lord had given him more than he had requested. What a world-class demonstration of God's marvelous mercy. It is the same marvelous mercy that is the underpinning of our own personal hope for eternal life. We should always obey God's word and seek daily to please him. However, ultimately there is no hope of any of us being saved apart from God's mercy. The New Testament writer, Jude, identifies what the present focus of believers should be in verses 20 to 21. I quote the Moffat version and add one last emphasis. But do you, beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit? So keeping yourselves within the love of God and waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that ends in life eternal. Mercy that results in life eternal. That is marvelous mercy indeed. Amen. Um, You know, God's love covers a multitude of sins. His blood covers a multitude of sins. And forgiveness is a wonderful thing. Amen. So we've got to forgive one another. And we've got to let our love for one another love one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, had forgiven us and has loved the church, gave himself for it. So that's what we do. We see what we can do to help one another, lift each other up, help carry each one another's burdens, keep pointing others to the cross. You know, you say, what's that mean, point to the cross? That means to remember what Christ did for us, that he so loved us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, have that paradise with him, that eternal home in heaven. So we must repent of our sins, be baptized in his name for the remission of those sins, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is power, power to make it through this life. Say, oh, I don't have the strength to go another day. No, not on our own, we don't. But through Christ, all things are possible. With him, we can make it. You know, after the death of my husband, and it's been two years and soon be two years and four months on the 2nd of January before at the be the fourth month of the second year. Um, and yes, 
I keep thinking God keeps giving me these little thoughts and these little glimpses back into those cherished moments that we had. Yes, it was through thick or thin. We had our great moments. We had our bad moments. We had our smooth, smooth sailing, great times. The rough. There's the rough patches that only the mercy of God helped us through all of that. The good and the bad. The wonderful times and the times it's like you couldn't even stand yourself. You just couldn't you couldn't even face yourself in the mirror because you knew you was a horrible person. But God helped us through all that stuff. He helped us because Mark had his bad moments. I had my bad moments. We both were growing. Just remember, we were kids when we got married. I was 19. He was 21. And um, so we had to grow up together. And many of our many of our things throughout the years, looking back, was immaturity. Immaturity. And then as we got older and matured, things got better. A lot better. And that's how it is. You have to grow. And, and plus, the things that you... Uh, see in each other that you don't like you want to change and in time you realize hey we can't change and we're just going to have to love them the way they are and that's what God does with us he changes us to be what he needs us to be and in our weaknesses he is made strong it's his mercy hey we can do this because through Christ through Christ I am an heir a joint heir with him in glory I can be with him in paradise this day Amen. In our minds and in our living, knowing that God encases in, in His love. I feel the love of God around me right now. And I feel my husband's love around me right now. You know, yes, he's in the grave and he's not coming back to me in the way that I would like, you know. But still, we have those precious memories. And I'm who I am today because of those 38 years I was married to him that I was able to be. You know, going through those rough and uh, those rocky waters times, those times that we've seen the hand of God help us through the financial strain, seeing us through health issues, seeing us through, um, you know, just helping us with our children and, and helping us with the ministry and just different things. You know, all of that, all of that, we see the hand of God. I see the hand of God. He's been with me and He is still with me. And he who began a good work is able to complete it. That's not just my life. That's your life too. You're here for a reason and you're listening to me for that hope that I can instill in you. That together we can make it. Together in our prayers, praying for one another and point others to the cross. You know, when we when we feel like we're all messed up, our best way to get out of our messes is helping other people. When we see that we need prayer. Pray for other people. You know, when you pray for somebody else's need that has a need, and don't just focus so much on yourself, and there's there's a two-for-one in that. God heal, hears your prayers, and, and He heals you too. It's so true. It happens over and over again because of His marvelous mercy. That is the shocking truth about the mercy of God. He's not going to leave you the way He found you. He's going to help you out of whatever situation you go through. So God bless you. So we finished the book of Robert E. Henson. And he has some other books. It says here, he says he has a book called Effective Altar Ministry, The Silhouette of Majesty, Prayer Force One, and Living a Balanced Life in an Unbalanced World. I don't have any of those books in my library. But if you want to look that up, you can see if they're available maybe on Amazon. 
There, it says to purchase any of these books, contact him as follows. Robert E. Henson, P.O. Box 7008, Flint, Michigan, 48507. But he's passed away, so I don't know if that would be effective or not. But anyway, that was the book, Marvelous Mercy by Robert E. Henson. Treasure House, an imprint of Destiny Images Publishers. P.O. Box 310, Shippingsburg, Pennsylvania, 17257-0310. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Matthew 6.21 So there you go. If you want to buy a copy of this book or check out some of his other books, I hope you'll do that. This is Lisa Peter, your host of the Edwin Elk Library Podcast. You have a blessed day. Bye-bye. I'll be back here Monday on New Year's Day, and we'll start a new book. God bless you. Bye-bye.